All right, cutters, it is your boy, the Wiz Kid, and March is upon us, which means there is some madness upon us as well. In order to allow everyone to flex their muscles and their skills and know-how and knowledge of basketball, baloncesto, we have set up a tournament bracket challenge pool. We would love for you guys to join us for bragging rights to see who really knows what they're talking about in basketball. Um, starting with the ACC, having the first, second, and third ranked teams in the nation for three of the four one seeds. It should be a great year. Join us on ESPN.com. Look up the bracket challenge and search for Cut the Kaka. Three different words, Cut space D space Kaka. And the password is Cutters. Again, Cut the Kaka is the name of the bracket shockingly and the password is cutters look forward to seeing you out there and seeing if you can beat our amazing bracket peace hey cutters this week we've got part one of a two-part series on education reform and the future of education in light of the recent college admissions scandal part one Wiskin and i will provide the student and parent perspective we'll go over this crazy story which is both shocking and not its relationship to affirmative action how do we begin to try to fix this problem and then we'll follow up with part two, where we will get the professional perspective. We're fortunate to have three industry professionals who will come in to discuss these matters. We've got Leah Cruzy, the founder and CEO of Allies for Educational Equity. She's an Obama appointee at the U.S. Department of Education. We've got Christopher Wisgowski, the former Secretary of Education at the New Mexico Department of Public Education and a Moneyball All-Star. And Janice Jones, Community Engagement and Constituent Services Officer out of the Office of the County Executive in Anne Arundel County, Maryland. These three heavyweights will come in and discuss these matters. But first, let's give the novice perspective, the parent and the student. Aunt Becky, how could you? I know, I'm like, damn it, Aunt, Aunt Becky, seriously? <laughs> the memes are all are already killing her. I know, dude. She deserves it. All right, all right. Cutters, cutters, cutters. We are back for our mostly weekly installment of Cutting Through the Kaka. Yes. This is the Wiz Kid, and I am here with... Counselor in the house. In-house counselor. Haha, get it? (laughs) (laughs) Dad jokes, dad jokes are awesome. (laughs) Ah, they're the best. (laughs) Oh, boy. Are you the in-house counselor? Oh, the counselor in-house. So, so yeah. You know, we, um, man, when I was a kid and I got into my school, they told me that the only reason I got in was because I was brown. And then I should get in with everybody else and blah, 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 blah. And you know what's funny is that my AP English teacher told me that. My own AP English teacher told me, which is the irony that an AP teacher is telling me that the reason I got, I got into Brown is because I'm Brown. Oh, and it didn't have that's a good one. With the fact that I have six other AP classes. Maybe that has something nah, to do with it. Nah, Miss teacher, they had to they had hit their numbers, so they're like, I'll just grab some Brown people and throw them in there. I was like, thank you, thank you. It's not like I'm freaking smart or anything, but whatever. All nah, right, so – um, Talk to us. What is – So, now? yeah. So, this is going to kick off – uh, couple of episodes about education so we're going to talk about something that's going on in education and give our feelings as um 
<clears throat> parents, people who've been through the system, etc., but we're not in the field of education. And then we will bring on someone who is in the field of education to talk about what can be done about this. So we're going to talk about this. There's a big issue. We'll set up the issue, break it down from our standpoint, and then we'll get another expert to come in and explain how do you solve this issue and other things that are going on in education. All right. So the other day, I'm just rolling through my um, news feed on my phone, and I run across something that says, Laurie Laughlin's daughter, Olivia Jade, apologized for saying she doesn't really care about school ahead of bribery scandal. I'm like, what? Who cares if she doesn't care about school? Oh, so evidently, this Laurie Laughlin played Aunt Becky on Full House, in case you weren't aware. Um, she she, she was a, also on Seinfeld, just so we know. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody remembers her. Thank you, Mr. Seinfeld. <laughs> So her daughter, I believe, is a freshman or she's 19. She's in college or something. She made a video that basically says that she only went to to college for parties. I mean, that's, you know, that's what a lot of people do, but nobody really says that. That's literally what they do. And it's even then, it's not like a big deal, except for the fact that the very end of the headline is bribery scandal. Yes, Laurie Laughlin has been named in one of nearly 50 stars, athletes, whatever, who've been paying to get their kids into college. So her daughter was paid to get into college, taking a spot away from somebody who actually earned it. And what does she do? She's sitting there going to parties, like not even getting the education. This is what like pisses me off the most about this entire thing. We'll go into details of what happened, but my opening is like there's people, there's like like um counselor said, the little brown and black and, you know, non-privileged upper echelon white kids who are struggling, busting their tail, trying to, quote unquote, pull themselves up by their bootstraps, you know, pulling together money just to pay for the college admissions, um, just to pay to get to apply to college and try to get to the point where they can work three jobs to work themselves through college and have student loans yeah, and debt. And I worked all, all four years. So they, jobs. but they can't even get to that because there's people like this who are paying, you know, paying to get their kids into college. So that's like, that's where I was like, we have to talk about this because this is this pisses me off so much. Cause yeah, I mean, it, as people who've always, you know, I mean, we're seeing it right. Eventually, we're going to see it from the parental side, but we've obviously experienced it. From uh, the application side, and then it's not it just as multiple times, right? Undergrad, and you go back to grad school. Right now, I think the scandal is just for undergrad, but don't doubt for yeah. a second that this doesn't apply to B schools and law schools and all kinds of other places too. Exactly, there's no, this is not just for undergrad. This yeah, definitely this goes is, on in graduate school as well. I mean, you have the whole like everybody's like education is the key. This is how you get ahead in life, and this is how you pull yourselves up and get out of the ghetto, or whatever nonsense they're trying to yep. say. Is like okay, it's great. Okay, I did this. I busted my butt. To get my grades, I'm trying to go into Yale, Harvard, one of these elite schools, and I, you know, I can't even get in because some person who wouldn't qualify on their own, who clearly is not qualified, yeah. not as smart as me, doesn't do the activities that I do, but they get in just because not. There's one thing I already have an issue with the massive like donor situation where, oh, your parents give a lot of money to universities, so we'll you know give you a better look at that or. You have the capacity to donate or you're a legacy yep. of a parent who went here. That's yeah. at least like blurring the lines. I mean, I, le- legacy at least is different because um, at least you have to have some kind of a grade and you're not actually paying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, well, the legacy situation is a little well, the, weird. I think the biggest like, – It is 
The biggest it's problem privilege. I have with that is that <clears throat> it basically keeps it it keeps the money in the same people's hands. It's like if you if your yes. parents could afford to go here and based upon and their parents could afford and their parents could afford then guess what? We're gonna yeah, get you in here. Is that so? That's the, that's that's my biggest. It would, depend, it would depend on how deep the legacy is. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's I, my biggest. I, yeah. My example is for our undergrad. With my wife and I both went to the same one a year apart, and I'm sitting here going, "Well, that helps my kids get in." And I'm like, "Well, yeah. I'm not super rich. I haven't given a penny to the school, but the fact that I've actually know that I probably should because it'll help them secure a spot, and the, the yeah, fact that that's, that's even a reality." Sad is the problem right and, yeah and here's and the, that's, from the pudding that's so yeah this is all this is like you keeping you tell all these people we can make it everything's going to be equal we'll make it on merit based alone but it's clearly if you are if you're you know it's continuing the compounding of privilege over generation over generation so uh let's see one you know, of one funny thing that the scandal explains when people are paying to get into college it does answer that question and i know all of us <laughs> uh folks who consider ourselves smart the ones who succeeded in college definitely looked at other people and were like how the hell yes get into this school (laughs) (laughs) i forget school and and jobs too it's like how in the heck did this person get a job it's oh Oh, their parents paid for them to get into school and their parents knew somebody who worked at this company to hire them out of school it's like this person is so dumb there's no way they should get into school but yeah oh my god you know what's funny before before i let you move on um uh, speaking about this stuff is that we're, so right now we're we're the latest show we're trying to catch up on like we basically watch one show at a time mm-hmm. is uh the americans which is on Netflix. oh yeah yeah and, uh, anyway there's a russian agent who everybody basically hates because in, inside of the um the embassy you know which they're really like kgb but he's there and basically he's only there because daddy's like a super duper general guy so this is everywhere you know this theme this universal theme of like this is and of course, we look at our president putting his children in government who are unelected, and we've got Jared sitting over here in charge of like <laughs> Middle East policy. Forcing, I mean, he <laughs> forced, first of all, he forced them to get clearances when they weren't supposed to. Yeah, like every, yeah. the FBI so, said, no, he has the right to do that, but he was like, nah, it's okay, make give them clearances even though they shouldn't. It's out of control. So let me give you know. You, sorry, go ahead, keep going. Yeah. No, so let me give you. So here's the. So there's another person in this one article, Felicity Huffman, who. Paid $15,000 to have someone correct her daughter's SAT. So there's a couple of different things. There's one, there's people who, on the SATs, yeah. So this, I heard, I was listening to this on NPR this morning. So there's a couple of ways they cheated on the SATs. One was they would, some people were getting the answers. Some people would apply for like additional time for like people with disabilities who actually need additional time. And during that time, somebody would come by and like give them the answers they had people who would take their the scores and correct them to make them more right. And some people actually had people sit in to take the exam for their child. So that's like the level of SAT cheating. But that is, that's not the worst. Uh, good old Aunt Becky paid, uh, paid a half a million dollars, allegedly, to get her kids, to for them to say her kids were on the crew team. And had like photos doctored and everything just to say that they were on the crew team to try to get them in and get scholarships and stuff. I'm like, this is this is like completely like test cheating. Okay, that's that's one level of badness. But you're like literally lying, doctoring photos. You're creating a whole other human being. Yeah, you're creating a whole other persona just yeah. so your child can get in. I was like, yeah, and and the the one thing I talked to my wife brought up, which is a great point, is if you are you know fairly wealthy. You have resources. Their entire kids have had resources for 18 years to be to get like SAT prep, 
to get into all these activities. They could have done all these activities on their own. There's clearly nothing holding them back. Like, like I had an SAT prep class through my high school. It was basically a joke. Like, nobody took it serious. It was basically because nobody took it seriously. And then I realized once I got to um, GMAT prep, that, yeah, there's kids whose parents pay like $1,100 for them to get you yeah. basically get taught how to take the test, which puts you way ahead. Like, after having done that for the GMAT, I think my score went up like two or 300 points just from being taught how the test was made and what they want you to say. So, yeah, that's funny. You know, and, and the part that really annoys you, where, which is why I'm like, they should burn every standardized test, you know, oh God, in existence, tests. is that they're teaching you how to beat the test, essentially, <clears throat> yep. not... So, <laughs> exactly. So, so you're not really learning anything. Exactly. You're just picking up tricks, and some people are just natural good test takers, and that's the point. That they're, they're is, the test. As much as I am in that road, I that's my one of my few skill sets is I I recognize patterns and I can regurgitate them for the next 48 hours. So that's how yeah. I did on that. That's how I got my PMP. <laughs> um, I just remembered it until the PMP, and the next day you could ask me anything, and I'll have no idea. But <laughs> if you teach, that's literally what the, the PMP and the yeah, GMAT so are really learning? literally yeah. teaching me how to take the test. This is what they want you to say. They want you to eliminate two of the answers because they're terrible. The other ones are closer. And then you, you know, make some estimations and figure out which one of them. If you spend more than this amount of time, then it's too hard. And you should just skip it and come back. I'm like, what exactly, the? dude. It's nuts, man. And, like, and that determines, that like, that goes a long way in determining who gets in college, who can take a test. It's kind of crazy. It's ridiculous, man. But, I remember I, I didn't get into Wharton. Um, it ended up being a, a blessing in disguise. But uh, oh, they literally were like, you are an awesome applicant. Everything is great about you. We just need you to get your GMAT score up a little bit. I was like, are you effing kidding me? So anyway, that was a year before I applied. And then, well, you know, obviously I would have never made your... Yeah, we wouldn't be here sitting here you right know, now. You're you fine, gentlemen. <laughs> but, um, I didn't even apply to, the, to those because I knew... I, did, I was already in Philly. And it was like oh, yeah. it was way before. I was like, like one. Years before, yeah, before, before, a couple years before we, we met in B-School. Um. My first like foray with grad school, and then I, I you know, I, I ignored it for a couple of years, and then I went back. But it ended up being a blessing in disguise uh, for many other reasons. But um, yeah, dude. So anyhow, it's like, are you kidding me? This is the reason why I'm not in the school. But anyhow, so they uh, create this other persona. Yeah, so they create this other people. persona. And, and what's crazy is that from the little bit of that I read about it, it was like somebody paid up to like 1.5 million dollars to oh, get their kid into a school that cost 55 grand. One... There's allegedly, paid like and a half some, crazy. there's allegedly people who paid up to six million dollars six to get them into school it doesn't say who or exactly what school but of course the schools like yale stanford georgetown usc ucla usd wake forest and why is yale listed again um but yeah it's a lot like six million dollars this is what i'm talking about like you have so much money yeah that, gonna prep kids like beforehand and this, no, it's, that's basically it, because they're a bunch of spoiled little freaking, exactly. And they're used to just yeah, getting whatever they want. And 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 let me tell you something. Uh, it doesn't take a genius to guess that these people are probably going to grow up to be horrible human beings. Oh uh, yeah, because they're just used, <laughs> to, like they're used to just having everything. Yeah, that's how you get the president of the United States we have right now. And his predecessor. <laughs> oh no, sorry, two predecessors before that, because I'm you know at least at least Barry you know self-made. They didn't pay Barack's mom. Didn't pay millions of dollars to get him into Harvard. Exactly. Promise. They yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, we can promise you I mean, that for the most this of moron the... in office definitely his parents definitely gave money to get him into Wharton. And some most schools, I think, for the most part, the good news is most schools haven't been directly involved. But there are some like Yale. Looks like Yale soccer 
coach yeah. at some point in time has something to do with this. So there are definitely some school admissions people who are bribed or coaches yeah, to man, do that. Crazy. Yeah, there's a coach accepted financial contributions to the selling program from an intermediary. So this is how you know it's even bad because they will go through someone else to try to tie it, to make sure their hands aren't tied to it. Um, for recommend two students for admission to Stanford. And you know what? One of the most disgusting parts of this is, is that they were able to write off a lot of these things as tax breaks because they were able to funnel it through um, oh, yeah. uh, profits and make it look like it was a donation. Like the payments that they made to get their kids into the school looked like it was donations to a non to a charity. That was how they funneled the payments to the guy who who did the whole thing. So not not only that, they also abused. That's why they got arrested because they also abused. Uh, the tax the tax code as well. So they they also got in trouble for some tax fraud as well. A lot of the parents who who didn't pay him directly but paid this bogus uh, you know charity as a donation. So it's like, dude, not only did you get get your kid into a spot they don't deserve, you also uh, abused the freaking tax system. You got to write it off on top of that. How gross is this that? This is I know. This is yeah. <laughs> so we're, and this is the other. So this is where this is the other part. Of, I'm of, glad you brought up taxes because this is the other part is. Guess who, regardless of what school it is, guess what schools are getting tons of federal dollars and state dollars if they're public. Like, all these schools are paid for Mm -hmm. by our money. So we're paying, like, we're, you know, know, not rich people, either, you know, middle class or whatever, are sitting here paying all this money. You know, paying, we're getting killed on our taxes. And then guess what happens? Our kids can't even get into school because somebody who's super rich, who probably has a thousand write offs and is really paying an effective tax rate of like 10%, because yep. um, they just wrote off the money they paid to get their school. And it's like, yeah, they're paying this money, writing it off, and getting a break on it. Meanwhile, we're sitting here scrounging just to make our tax payments and getting killed in the middle class. And our kids can't get into these schools because they're cheating. So. And I wouldn't be surprised is that when, you know, the Kushners of the world's parents donate $2 million to Harvard to put their name on a building, that that also isn't some kind of tax write-off because the school is not, is not for profit. Oh, so I'm pretty yeah, sure that comes a freaking – that's that's the other gross part on top of it too. It's like – I mean, yeah, those – yeah, donations are, mm. are not are – not, uh, I wish I had $2 million I could write off. That would be awesome. Right. Just to give. Man, that's crazy. And that's the point. It's like if you've got that much money just to get them in, I mean, imagine what, what kind of pool that comes from. It's 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 outrageous. Like I can't. I'm just. This is this is flipping crazy. Oh, and then even to boot. So this is my favorite part. I just want. I love being able to talk about TMZ. So the, the main thing about TMZ is somehow they're able to get every video that nobody else can get. Yeah, man. Especially the sports. You know, there's always like the U, mm-hmm. NBA or yeah, they get the like, elevator I get the video. video. I yeah. could. We couldn't get the video. Ten seconds later, TMZ releases a video. I'm like, how is it that? TMZ can get everything. Oh, so they're reporting that the um, Laurie Lofton's daughter Olivia Jade mm-hmm. uh, spent the night on the yacht of uh, the chairman, um, chairman of the board of USC. <laughs> what? That's yeah. Awesome. So evidently, like the chairman's daughter and Olivia Jade and a whole bunch of friends were having spring break on his yacht. So yeah, I'm sure that's, just, that's just you know coincidence. Yeah. Has nothing to do with yeah. you know best friends with the chairman of the board. Yeah. They were able to separate those two things and and judge her purely on her merits. Yeah, definitely. Yo, you mentioned Felicity Huffman. For people, who is she? 
Uh, Where we know her from? I, I think I know her from a long time ago. I'm from to, uh, it's been a long I, I'm not gonna lie, man, ago. but I, I did for a little while with my wife watch Desperate Housewives. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> on ABC. <laughs> That's really That's sad. Just, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> that no. show was good for like three seasons, man. Then it got whack. <laughs> I can't because it was like a murder mystery. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I know. Yeah, what it, was, it was cool was, for a little bit. I can't. But that. hey, at least I know. Hey, I didn't watch the whole thing through. I mean, yeah, so, she's been on that. She was on. Um, oh, that was the she, biggest thing she was on. Was yeah. Desperate Housewives, evidently, for those people. Who I, watched I think it. she got she got nominated she for got something. Nominated she, like a trans. She's nominated for one Oscar for. Let's find. Was out. it a movie where she played like a trans woman or something like that? I know that was the most. That was a, one of her top movies. Yeah, it was called Trans. So let's. Yeah. See she got yeah. the Oscar nomination. I think she's married to. Yeah, for Transit Trans America was what in 2006 was uh, where she got nominated for an Oscar. She got nominated yeah. for like Golden Globes and Emmy. And, and they're all, that's a power couple. She's her husband is William H Macy. Oh, I did not. Well, yeah, it's interesting that. that he didn't get. It. So I, I guess somehow he 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 wasn't involved at all. I mean, because her yeah. husband is he's a big he's a big time actor too. Yeah, yeah. Fargo and yeah, yeah, that stuff. That's kind of crazy. And yeah, Jurassic Three, I think he was in. So I mean, what do you what do you think? Pivoting, what do you do to like yeah. fix this? So like what What I mean, do you do you to fix it? I mean, just the whole point of like people getting preference because of something money or and or legacy, which you know, legacy is a different thing, but because my parents either have or are able to give a whole lot more money to the school to not get preference over somebody else. Like do we just get rid uh, of that? But clearly that's why you know, schools exist. That's the only way they well, can exist is with money. Well, that yeah, I mean, but the, but 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 do they necessarily need the amount of money that they get as far as through via donations? I mean, you take a look at Harvard. Let's take a look. Do a quick Google search. I'm gonna do it right now for Harvard's endowment. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. They have more money than some countries' GDPs. Howard Endowment right now, thirty nine point two billion dollars as of last year. Why why does Harvard need to have thirty nine point two billion oh, freaking dollars? Gosh, are you serious? That's yeah, outrageous. Can, can you explain to me why why, why Harvard needs thirty nine point two billion dollars for seven thousand three hundred undergrads? Goodness. So so that's that's where I'm just like you can just stop the donations period or or have to file as a some kind of a for profit you know and tax the hell out of that. That's that's ridiculous that they're sitting on top on top of that type of money. That's so so and yet yet people are still donating. <laughs> you got some nerve to be call, hitting me up for money as a Harvard grad, especially if I'm what sitting they, on this what they, six figures of debt. This is what they need to do. It's like, for, look, if you're that excited about education, we will just take it out of your taxes and put it into a broad education fund to help education across the land where it's needed. Yeah, I mean, but that's really why clearly I mean that goes back to our whole thing about the whole education system of like many other countries aside from ours all the money goes into one big pot yeah. like all the tax money goes into one big pot and it gets distributed, based, like on, distributed based on like number of students you have what a crazy concept that every yeah, student like we talk about with schools fixing elementary yeah, schools I mean, and, yeah, every, every student gets you know $10,000 allotted to them for education to pay for books and buses and school and field trips and stuff Simple. like that. But no, that's no, we need to keep now, money within the community. Now, you know what's one thing I think that, that is actionable that can be done is to start taking the admissions process a little more serious and begin to charge admission officers with um, those kinds of responsibilities and oaths that you would have with other folks. For example, when before the estate will issue an attorney a 
license, they do a whole full background check on you, make sure that you don't mm. have any debts and all kinds of stuff. And maybe and every admissions officer has to submit bank accounts or something like or some some kind of way to be like, yo, why did you suddenly get this large deposit into your some kind of way to check them out and have that be part of the job? You might have to pay them a little more. Obviously, the schools can afford to do that <laughs> with $39 billion endowment. Um, but, you know, and I, I think that's something that can be done. There are many other jobs. So that's not some kind of invasion of blah, blah, blah. There are many, many jobs where you have certain, you know, responsibilities that, that, that your income is regularly checked to ensure that you don't have suddenly, yeah. um, sudden large deposits put into your accounts. I agree. And that would be a way maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like start taking this seriously. This is admissions officers You're changing people's should lives, be yeah. Uh, should be yeah exactly you, you you have the power to change folks lives and that with that power comes great responsibilities and family. part of that is yeah man submit every every year an audit or something that shows that you're you're clean and and you know what do you think about that yeah i think that's that is i think yeah to your whole point the bigger point of taking everything seriously like how do you certify that people can do this how do you continue to keep your job and get certified like what do you have yeah. to get up? especially regardless of whether you're public or private you're getting some some money from somewhere in the government um so it's so it's like if you want to get the funds then you have to do this and even like somebody should some non-biased third party should be reviewing like you should be able to make public or make to make available to this part like the sac reviews all the stuff for a lot for all companies who are publicly traded somebody should be reviewing like what are your decisions how did you make decisions what was your score and rubric how did it get filled out like all that and to be able to say qualifications and you don't get the grants that come from the government which yeah is that's, yes exactly what it is you hold the money that's and the like carrot yeah, we that have Trump's to, trying to hold over for free speech you yes. have to be able to be like yeah i we you know this these 20 these you know 800 people got in and these 10,000 didn't and here's why they got in they had the better scores they had better you know other things that had nothing to do with like like you could, you could, you actually probably could easily do that if you get the if you get the full data and get people yeah. to score. You can run a regression off of that and see like, oh, is there anything awry that exactly. you know this is what this is what the rubric says it should be, and if we apply that back to what actually was done. Here's five people who completely should not have gotten in, and it's a whole bunch of people who should have gotten in based upon everything that has nothing to do with money or legacy. Or I mean, hey, if you put if money, if endowment. Or legacy is important. Just throw it in a rubric so at least people will know. Like, hey, this counts two yeah, points. Yeah, know it matters. So, hey, you can do that. I mean, that's up to you. You could have a class of donors and and honestly just put it on there. Just like you know, you have your silver, your gold, or whatever, and then your nons. Yeah. And I mean, and just you can that's put how it they out do. There. They rate people about yeah. how much they can or will donate or have donated, and at least it be makes a difference. About it. Yeah, just just be like, this is what it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. These people won't like, be mad hey, and be like, okay, yeah. now I know I have no chance of getting into school. But don't, yeah, don't come out and say it's all merit-based and we're trying to, you know, me do people do the right thing. And the, the, of course, the, the big thing about this is, and we're at like 20-something minutes, so we'll, we'll wrap up in a little bit. But this is only like probably 0.0001% of the ones that are actually happening. Some people just got caught. So who knows how many other parents are doing the same thing, just paying to get their kids into school. I'm sure, I imagine probably every school around the And not just here, across the world. Yeah, probably every school, every class of every school has this happen at least once, at where least some decision made based on money, if not directly paying somebody. Yeah, for sure. The thing is that, and, and the funny thing is, is that you're never going to see the affirmative action kid get in and fill out. They did a study about this. Yeah. So, it's like, oh, so that's, and that's just a fact. 
there was a whole I forget where it is. You can Google it, but. And the thing is that, and if it was becoming a problem, then you know that all the bigots out there would jump on it if there was any kind of indication that affirmative action uh, students were somehow, you know, failing out or something. They'd be like, look, uh. so, you know, we get in and we freaking perform. So kiss our asses. Meanwhile, these kids clearly couldn't get in on their own merits. Whereas where, when, when, a, when an affirmative action kid gets in, there's something in there that does not fit that, that they say let's ignore it, and that's what we let them in for example a low sat score whatever but they're not letting any kid into one of the top school who's got a 2.5 gpa and a 950 sat and did nothing exactly all right yeah, that kid's not getting in so so cut the caca right <laughs> like that's not the kid that gets in the kid that gets in already has a bunch of like something's high either the the standardized test score is high or the gpa is high or they took a bunch of ap classes and so if the gpa is like in the middle threes but they took a bunch of ap's you know and all kinds of other things and did a bunch of other activities so it's still a bright kid you know what i'm saying he's still a top 20 kid in his high school whatever percentage and all that stuff so you know there's also that that connotation right away that it makes it pretend as if the person somehow wasn't qualified anyhow that's way different than these kids who clearly like you said if you've got to pay that much money, then it wasn't to give a bump. If you need to recreate an image of an entire child, it's not a bump. It's not an edge. And this is the other thing about this is it. Um, so it, like going to college or an elite college, like why? Clearly, this person, Olivia J, doesn't care at all. She just wants to go there to party. It's not for education. So the like the difference in her life if she gets in versus not is you know marginal like oh she'll get to say she went to the school i'm sure she's going to be settled with the job and with trust fund and all this other stuff at the end of it but yeah. to your point that brown you know brown black kid who's doing affirmative who may get in possibly because of affirmative action or just because you know they're on the borderline and they get knocked off because of her this could have completely changed their life like for generations the lives of their parents because you know what we all do we all give money back to our parents and help them out so now our parents' lives are changed. Sisters, brothers, their lives are changed. The next generation is set up because we were able to, like, we no longer have to grow up in, in the hood now. So now we can grow up, our kids can grow up in the suburbs and to understand, like, to be safe and to to have all the things that we wish we did, we had. So now just, it goes exponential. But, you know, it's Olivia Jade. I mean, what's it, now she can go with some more yachts. She has some more yacht friends to go with. That's pretty much, like, the, it's a, such a marginal difference. So even tweeted. Now I'm looking here. She even tweeted that uh, I don't even care about school. <laughs> and then, of course, that's a backtrack. But I'm like, how do you backtrack from that? That's the part that annoys me is that, is that people get away with this stuff all the time. Like politicians, especially nowadays, right? They'll say left and then they'll get away with I meant right. And then yeah. nobody gives them any more grief after that. Yeah, all these, yeah, I saw all these biggest are here. Like, firm actions wrong. We're keeping our people out. There was even there was a whole bunch of agent students who brought a suit against Harvard last year for them not... Uh, basically saying if you did on merit based alone there'd be a whole bunch of more agents than it is in the school but everybody's trying to get a piece of it but yeah meanwhile there's like you you want to get rid of affirmative action because it's make keeping your yeah your kid out but you don't you know what I'm saying you don't raise a big a big stink when this happens when people are p- literally paying yeah. to get into school wow. yeah i mean that's that's that 6.5 million dollars is, is a lot of tuition they didn't say it cost six point five million. They said it cost fifty five thousand, but it was. <laughs> six million dollars for five hundred dollars tuition. That's 
I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, like, and to me, the biggest point to end this is, is, is like, where was that money spent before? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't you? Yeah. I don't understand. Tutors and all the rest. It would cost you a lot less. A lot less. Gosh, I don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand it. And that's the thing. It's like, there are, there are trust fund kids already. And so why do you even need this? Which is this more disgusting part too? Like, why why do you even need this? Like, what what? How is this going to change your life if you don't get into the school? Like you said. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I, I remember real quick. Uh, one of my friends now, you know, one of my dear friends now. We had this conversation back in the day, and he was he was frustrated about it. You know, colleges that he didn't get into. Um, or, you know, he's mm-hmm. white, and he was talking about it. We had this, you know, it was a fairly you know lively discussion, but respectful, mm-hmm. and you know, love him to this day because of it. And that was one of the things I was trying to explain to him was that you got to look at it on a total total situation. It's like you're going to be able to still get into a bunch of other schools, and if not for these programs, none of these kids would get into these colleges. Yeah. So, so I understand your frustration and not getting into one of their schools, but you but you in real in reality have a better shot at the next ten than that other kid does, and that's a plain fact. And if you know you can deny it or not, but the racism is there. There's a reason why the programs are necessary. So it doesn't require your belief, but that is the truth, um, whether you recognize it or not. Yep. And, and, you know, I think he, he understood that, you know, so yeah, it's it a reasonable argument. He understood. You, you think about it, you look at the going on the last thing on that for me, it's like if you look at the overall impact to the economy or to the country or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The impact of, like you said, one, he won't get into that school. He might get into a different school. I don't know. He may come out making 10,000 less. Maybe. Yep. Okay, or maybe probably get the same job. So it may, not much difference there. But as we mentioned, like this changed an entire generation, an entire family for a lot of these other kids who have, if they don't get into the school, they're going to be, you know, making whatever job they got out of high school. So that, like, the amount of money that that adds and jobs, et cetera, that adds to the economy for generations to come is much, much larger in compounds compared to, you know, extra 10,000 lots for this one person. So it's actually patriotic because it's better for the country. I mean, yeah, you're adding like GDP. You said, it's true. Yeah, yeah. You're bringing somebody who's actually going to make a lot more money, contribute more to the economy than the student that was rejected because part of affirmative action also is your parents' income and all that stuff. So it's like if your yeah. parents make $1,000, chances are you're going to get out of here without any debt. Keep on moving. You're not adding as much to the economy versus somebody who made nothing and suddenly gets out of college and making 60 grand. Etc. It's paying interest yeah. on loans, <laughs> all oh, these other yeah, things. Like good. they contribute a lot more to the economy than 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 you, my friend. That's just the truth. So yep. um, we are going to try to get back. So we're trying to line up um, a person who is a big wig in the world of education, especially on the entrepreneurial side of education. And uh, so we're going to try to line her up pretty soon. I won't give any names until it's officially booked. But um, we'll let y'all know who it is when that time comes, and we're excited to get her on. Uh, so we'll try to arrange that hopefully for next week. Awesome. And one, I just remember the other article we were talking about was this yep. student loan forgiveness program. Definitely want to get. I imagine she'll uh-huh. have something to no, say about that, would, that, that for would, sure. That would like, be manna from heaven for me. Yeah, we definitely have to. Um, yeah, with what she's doing, I'm sure she'll have something to say about this and oh, man, how do you yeah. impact it. Like, what what are the changes? Why are they being made? Are any of them actually beneficial to to the actual students and people who need it? Once again, uh, access to education is the key, but now we're going to end a lot of these programs that help people out who got this access so they can, you know, once again. Yeah, well, so well that's can, by design. We know this, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's keep them dumb. That's the Republican way. So any, 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 any opportunity to slash 
access to education or health uh, yeah. is, is absolutely taken. Of course, healthcare too. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the whole freaking goal at this point, I think, is to create, you know, destroy middle class, no possibility. Just create a massive divide of like, here's the haves and have nots. And, yep. and then also convince a whole bunch of the have nots that they're more <laughs> like the haves. Yeah. Than the other have nots who are just a different color than them. One of my favorites was back in, uh, during, I forget what you're doing, which election was, but one of these politicians says, when poorer folks walk in, drive through the richer neighborhoods, they don't say, uh, see ya, they say, see ya soon, or some <laughs> bullshit like, oh, yeah, right. Like, yeah. you know, that, that, yeah, that we're, trust us, we're gonna, you know, all that all rising tide lifts all boats bullshit um yeah but guess what your bigger ship destroys the smaller ones <laughs> all right it crashes yeah through them. it's so, so stupid <laughs> so yeah we'll have her on we hopefully we can get we can talk about this whole situation and you know get her thoughts on the on the situation of the cheaters but that's i mean that's an, a lot of that's not necessarily a policy except for what we just talked about of possibly enacting that policy that says you won't get money unless you do these things but the other part the loan forgiveness is a huge policy in it. Once again, generational wealth. If I don't have to pay back thousands of dollars of interest, now guess what? Now I can invest and have a property or anything else that's going to make money for the next generation. So, and this is not irresponsible debt. This isn't. This isn't. We went and bought more than we could. Exactly. Afford. This is like debt that's you supposed. Like this is. This is the good, I, the quote unquote good debt. Yeah. This is like yeah. I needed this. This isn't a mortgage either. This isn't. I bought a. I bought too much house that more than a house than I can afford. And all that stuff, man. So it's like, how are you going to punish these people? This is not this greed. This That's is not the part about them going. Like you go, you take this debt, you go into public service, which ninety nine times out of a hundred is going to be made way less money than you could have made oh, in the private. Yeah, yeah. And then like before, it's like yeah, you go public service for ten years, and you still haven't been able to pay it off. That means we're probably that means you're sacrificing a lot. But yeah. we're just going to like, nah, just kidding. Just get rid of that. There's a whole nother. So the last thing I'm going to say on this is I'll listen to a whole episode about how the way you qualify for getting loan forgiveness has been challenged. I think they said out of 55 people who applied, only one person actually got it. So yeah, far. or they're, it was like the or jobs, they're really slowing down that. that it was, it was, like, the, it was like the jobs that you whatever job they were in were like, oh, I'm sorry, this job doesn't count. And they told them like, after year 10, not like. When they got the job, they're like, oh, this doesn't count. So it's like promising, but finding a way to work a lot of it. Now they're just like, yeah, we'll just get rid of it. Makes it easier. Sounds familiar. I mean, doesn't this sound like somebody who gets general contractors to build something for them and then yeah. when they expect to get paid, doesn't pay them? <laughs> Sounds familiar, doesn't it? That would be mm. weird. I don't. Nobody would ever mm. do that. Now, if, not if, pay if the person people. at the top of the company behaves that way, does Everybody else, well, the, the rest of the people, the, the somebody in the cabinet, that. exactly behaves the same way too. I don't know. So. <laughs> Not quite, right. my friends. So that was that. We Good. shall go. All right. Bing bong bong, folks. Kata. Take care of each other. Be nice to each other, and uh, let's hope everybody that love uh, uh, we don't drop any nukes anywhere, and we're alive oh, next goodness. week. <laughs> Not, don't say that. <laughs> All right. you, Every day is a blessing. <laughs> that is true. Every day you wake up. The way things are going, man. You're talking about the ramblings of uh, uh, last night at 12.30 a.m. The president of the United States was attacking late night television. All right? I mean, that's what's important. Clearly, TV. So you're going to tell me that this is the guy. Uh, I'm, uh, yes, all right. It's just not. Yeah. Hope I'm wrong. Hope Education. I'm wrong. Education. He's going to make hug, it. Hug your family and let's, uh, let's make sure that we're, <laughs> we're still here tomorrow. Peace. Bye, my friend. Later. Later.